welcome back to episode 77 of the FBL Draft Hub podcast. In this episode, we're looking ahead at next season's fixtures. Welcome back to the FBL Draft Hub podcast, the podcast dedicated to the official FBL Draft game. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for what I guess is the first episode in our road to draft day 2022. And in this episode, I'll be having a quick look at the opening fixtures for each Premier League team since they were announced on Thursday. Now, I've not fully closed the book on last season as I still want to do a bit of a season review and I'm also going to be doing some discussions with you, the listeners, to talk about your leagues and experiences. Now, if that's news to you, head over to uh, the Twitter page at FPL Draft Hub uh, Pod uh, and the pin tweet at the top outlines my plans for that. I've already had um, a fair few responses to create a, a good number of interesting episodes this summer. Uh, but if you might be interested in recording a podcast with me uh, before the start of next season, uh, the details are all in those tweets. So just drop me a message um, and I'll probably be getting around to organising those uh, in the next week or so. There is a huge amount of work going into the FPL Draft Hub uh, website currently and the other lads are beavering away trying to get it all looking pretty uh, ahead of the game's relaunch in just a few weeks' time. So keep your eyes peeled and follow on Twitter to stay fully up to date as things are unveiled. Just to give you an idea of dates, the transfer window has now been officially open for a week and that shuts at 11pm on the 1st of September. The season kicks off on the 6th of August now, last year, the game launched on the 22nd of June, so we're probably not far away now from being able to start tinkering with our draft rankings. So for this episode, I'm going to go team by team to comment on their opening fixtures. But what I'm absolutely not going to do is read out lists and lists and lists of fixtures when you can just look them up yourselves. So let's get into it. So for want of a better way of doing things, I'm just going to go through uh, each team in alphabetical order, starting with Arsenal. Um, not a bad place to start, arguably one of the best set of opening fixtures. And when it comes to draft day, this is something very important to consider. Of course, you'll spend the earlier rounds selecting the best available players. But as the rounds roll on, consideration has to be paid to how you'll actually line up for those opening game weeks. I like to think of the final few rounds like a waiver window. So as you would do during the season, you're often selecting players to come in and do a job for between one and a few weeks. Um, so these are the types of players that you're going to be looking at in the later rounds. So these aren't necessarily guys that will be there down the stretch, um, but players that others will mop up if you don't. Now, their prime offensive assets in the likes of Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, and whichever new striker they sign this summer will naturally go higher up. And some of the Arsenal defenders could also end up going at a bit of an inflated draft price in the middling rounds due to this start that they have. So slotting the Arsenal players into the draft board um, will be an interesting proposition for the coming weeks. But that's not something I've really started to look into just yet. Next is Villa. And again, not a bad start for Villa. And I could see um, some eyeing up their defenders in the late draft rounds to have them come in for those opening few games uh, against Bournemouth, Everton and Palace. Cash and Dean may well go higher anyway. So the likes of Mings could be a decent, uh, you know, round 13, 14, 15 pickup uh, if he happens to still be there. Bournemouth are back in the Premier League and a real tough run in for Bournemouth from the off. They'll put a lot of effort into getting a result on the opening day to Villa, but uh, they haven't got a pretty harsh reintroduction to the Premier League after that with City, Arsenal, Liverpool and Wolves as their next four games. 
Aside from uh, Travers as a backup keeper, it's hard to make a case for many of the Bournemouth players on draft day currently, but let's see what the summer window holds for them. On to Brentford, uh, another team who I'll be interested to see how much they can strengthen this summer. Otherwise, it could get they could get a really nasty bout of second season syndrome. These aren't the, b- the worst fixtures on paper, um, but I have them down to struggle this year. So likely only two or three will end up on the draft board. On to Brighton, they've got an okay start, a tricky game on paper to open up potentially even harder as United will want to get some revenge for that embarrassing defeat at the back end of last season. After that though, they've got an okay-ish run, Newcastle, West Ham, Leeds, Fulham and Leicester. And if Brighton really want to improve on on the results and uh, league finish they had last year, it's those games where they're really going to have to start picking up points. Um, But uh, yeah, we'll see what their starting eleven looks like come the start of the year. Next is Chelsea, and uh, I don't think the fixtures will have too much bearing on where their prized assets go on draft day, but this opening certainly strengthens any case you might want to make. Chelsea should expect a really strong start to the league with those games, and they are a team with a very good opening day record. So if we look at the last decade, um, they've gone seven wins, two draws and one loss. The only hard game on paper is that home game against Spurs, which is a fixture they've historically done very well in, um, and around that all very winnable games. On to Crystal Palace then, one of the surprise packages from last year. Patrick Vieira had them playing really well at times, um, but alongside Bournemouth, possibly one of the hardest uh, starts to the Premier League when you look at their fixtures. I still think their prize players will go early-ish on draft day, but you'll be benching them for a while. Um, They kick things off with Arsenal and then have Liverpool, Villa and Manchester City to open things off. So if they can come out of there with six points, four, six points, then they'll have done very well. On to Everton. Now, I've got no idea where Everton will be left come next season. Their squad is a mess and they need a serious clear out despite the amount of money they've sunk into the team over the last couple of years. Aside from Pickford, I don't even know who will actually be left there um, that we might want to consider. It sounds like Richarlison's going to be on the on the way out. Lots of rumours linking Calvert-Lewin with a move away. So, yeah, probably not a team that are going to feature too heavily on draft day. Next is Fulham, uh, back again. Not a great start for them at home to Liverpool on the opening day. Not many names likely going to end up on the draft board, except for a certain returning superstar striker. But yeah, uh, really tough start for Fulham. So aside from uh, Mitrovic and the keeper, it's going to be hard to justify putting many others on the draft board. Next is Leeds, who've got all right fixtures on paper, but they're another team I'm pretty cold on ahead of draft day. Again, not really sure who's actually going to be Around there come the start of next season. Rumours linking Rafinha away, Calvin Phillips. Uh, Bamford obviously needs to try and get himself back to full fitness. So I'm not really sure who you'd be targeting um, from them. The fixtures don't really look good enough to have a have a go at any of their defenders. And why would you anyway? It's Leeds, even despite the fact that Bielsa's gone. So yeah, they're another team who I would just stay away from um, unless any of their superstars end up staying. Leicester have got a fairly tough start, but uh, I don't think that should affect the valuation of their main guys in attack. Um, This draft day will probably be episode five in the annual. Is Jamie Vardy finished yet? But he still continues to put up amazing numbers. And if you look at um, this season, while he obviously missed uh, large chunks of it due to uh, injury, um, his actual minutes per points ratio is as good as it's ever been. Um, but obviously the fact that he's getting older, those injuries are naturally going to start to creep in a lot more. So another name that's going to be interesting to try and slot onto the draft board as it has been for the last couple of years. Then it's Liverpool. Um, 
despite Fulham's best laid plans, that should be a fairly comfortable opening day for them, even though they've got a pretty mixed opening day record over the last 10 years. They've won five, drawn three and lost two. Overall, for a team like Liverpool, they have one of the best opening runs. Um, But as with some of the other teams, the placement of their players on the draft board was never going to be really fixture dependent. And speaking of that, we have Manchester City. Um, Now, if you look at the entire football league, uh, City have the best opening day record with nine wins and a draw, so they're unbeaten. But away to West Ham on the opening day is a potential banana skin. Similarly to Liverpool, though, this isn't really going to weigh into your draft plans uh, too much. And then across the other side of Manchester, both uh, both Manchester clubs actually have pretty impressive opening day records. United have, have won eight and lost two you know, over the last 10 years, despite very mixed form. Um, they've got a chance to undo that bad result against Brighton from the back end of last season straight away. But overall, the opening games are fairly average for United with a mixture of different challenges on paper. The United defenders will inevitably go on draft day, not least because it's difficult to have a draft league without at least one United fan in the mix. And it will be interesting to see how many of their usual defenders still end up getting games next season under Ten Hag. But by the time draft day comes around, we'll have at least have had some pre-season to work that out. Then we've got Newcastle ready and waiting to uh, join the elites. Um, They've got a fairly poor opening day record, having just won once on the opening day in the past decade with that 2-0 away win uh, against West Ham a couple of years ago. This is as good and positive a Newcastle side um, we'll have seen heading into a season for a long time. And with playoff winners Nottingham Forest in their opening match at home, on paper, it's the easiest game of the season. The crowd will be bouncing. Who knows who else will have been added in the summer. Um, it's pretty hard to uh, to not want to get a, a Newcastle player or two in your squad for uh, for that opening weekend. And that brings us on to their opponents, Nottingham Forest. All the games look tough on paper for Forest, but we'll do a newly promoted uh, guide before draft day planning um, but I don't think much of uh, their team will fall onto the draft board. Then we've got Southampton. Really tough start for Southampton, who finished the season really poorly. Um, and if the season had gone on any longer, could well have got sucked into a relegation scrap. Uh, aside from a keeper, striker and Ward-Prowse, I wouldn't be looking at many others on draft day. Um, they've got to play Spurs, go away to Leicester, um, play United and Chelsea, all in the opening six. Then it's Spurs, quite a reasonable start for Spurs on paper, which um, isn't too easy, but also not too difficult. And Spurs have a reasonably good opening day record. They've won six, drawn two and lost two over the last 10 years. Obviously a memorable 1-0 win over City opening last season. I think the opening run is more than nice enough uh, that the Spurs defenders will get mopped up on draft day. It'll be interesting to... uh, to try and plot who our back five will be. There's a good chance Perisic ends up playing a lot of games at left wing back. And uh, I highly doubt he's classed as a defender um, for FPL, but that would be a very pleasant surprise if he was. Doherty obviously um, would probably come back as, as first choice if he's fit from the summer. And then it looks like we're, we're trying to bring in a new left-sided centre-back. So, so the surest starts currently on paper would be Eric Dyer and uh, Romero. Uh, Ben Davies also as it stands, but that depends on any other business that Spurs do before then. The only other headache to consider is who to put higher on the board between Son and Kane, but uh, to be done over the next few weeks. 
Then uh, West Ham, obviously a tough start for them, welcoming Manchester City on the opening day. Aside from Bowen, Antonio and Fab, uh, Fabianski, not many others to consider on draft day. And then finally Wolves, one of the best opening runs in the league, though some will be concerned with the downturn in form that they showed towards the end of last season, particularly defensively. They're a team that feels like a bit of a clear out as needed to freshen up the squad. So we'll be keen to see who they move in and out. I think the Wolves defenders do end up falling uh, onto the end of the draft board as that opening game away to Leeds is a completely different proposition now um, to what it was last year. And then they've got the likes of Fulham, uh, Bournemouth and Southampton in those opening six too. They've also got a decent opening day record uh, with five wins and three draws in the last 10 years. Although it has to be said some of that record comes from their time spent in the championship so that's it for this episode just as I said a quick run through club by club of how they're opening fixtures looking at and where my early thoughts are going on uh, which defenders and uh, midfielders might be falling onto the end of the draft board I haven't started looking at the draft board at all yet I want to get last season fully done and dusted in my mind it doesn't really feel like there's been much of a break even though the season's been finished for a few weeks now life's been pretty busy um, but my job uh, over the next week is to get everything uh, content wise wrapped up for last year um, so that we can start looking forward to next year as I said at the top of the show it's going to be some exciting changes um, for us and the podcast and the website um, before next year so keep your eyes peeled and as I said if you think you would be interested in maybe joining me for a podcast um, just to chat um, over how you did in your league last year what some of your tactics are changes you might want to make ahead of next year it's not it wouldn't be a long chat it's going to be quite informal and so yeah if you fancied yourself as having something to say on the podcast before now could be your chance um, so just drop me a, a private message on twitter So I hope you're all enjoying your break from football. And even though there isn't really anything to be shook about at the moment, stay shook.